a lot of people will criticize you a lot of people will tell you negative things about your idea and again and again what's really important is for you to be resilient because so many people will have so many things to say but if you the moment that you start iterating and improving on your idea and executing it in a sense that okay we're getting somewhere then they start seeing wow so it is possible Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of The Design Live Show. And we are now on episode 60 of the podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Catherine Chua. Kat is the Chief Operating Officer or COO of Gizar Innovation, currently handling a startup called StudyPlay. It's an educational toy startup that focuses on integrating learning through play for the Filipino kids. They design and creating toys that will enable children to learn more about different technical and artistic fields such as art, architecture, engineering, and the like. In this episode, we talk about her design life stories from ground up, success stories on how they started study play why you need resilience on pushing your ideas out there, and steps on how to pitch your innovative ideas to others, and why everyone is a creative and practical advice to get started your innovative ideas today, and much, much more. So hopefully you will learn a lot of great stuff from this episode, and hopefully it will uh, open your mind and create something new and execute your innovative ideas today. And it's really fun talking with Kat, and I really had fun and learned a lot from from this conversation. And hopefully you'll love this as much as I I do. All right. So if you love this episode, this podcast, or this crazy mission that I'm doing, right? So uh, it will really means a lot if you share the word out there. So make sure to subscribe on any of your favorite podcast app and share it to your friends, colleagues, or family, or even strangers. And please leave a review or feedback on Apple Podcasts. Uh, in that way, you are helping me to reach more people so that's it uh, let's go jump into this week episode so without further ado i hope you enjoy this episode you're listening to the design life show a podcast that helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life it's me jay christ a designer from the philippines best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism i'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey their process and the lessons they've learned along the way Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of TDLS. And I'm here with Catherine Chua. So we will talk about a lot of great stuff here in, in this episode. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode and hopefully learn something new as well. So without further ado, uh, Catherine, how are you? Uh, hi, Jay Christ. Yeah, uh, I'm doing great. We just actually celebrated, uh, my startup and I, we just celebrated our year one anniversary last last week. So it's a great milestone that we achieved and we're looking forward to finding new ways to innovate and new ways to, new milestones to try and achieve in this coming year. Wow, that's great. And congratulations to the team. And I, I for those who are listening, I actually uh, uh, guested Edward on the podcast as well. So 
uh, Catherine Chua is part of Kizar Innovation. So basically, we will talk about that uh, in a few minutes. So uh, Catherine, thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast. And I really appreciate you carved some time to be on the podcast. Just to give context in this episode, for those who are listening, for TDLS audience, can you share a little bit about your background and what are you doing right now? Again, thank you so much for inviting me to speak on your show. Um, so right now, um, my background is actually I'm a industrial management engineering graduate with a minor in information technology from De La Salle University, Manila. So my family is actually a family of engineers. My mother is an industrial engineer. My dad is a chemical engineer. I have two siblings also who took up chemical engineering. One just recently graduated. And my older brother is also an industrial engineering graduate from La Salle. So we're all La Salle graduates from when my mom, she graduated from Adamson. So growing up, it was very inspiring to see such role models and to see them in such technical fields where they're engineers, but they're climbing the corporate ladder. They're engineers, but they're serving as influencers. They're serving as role models and leaders in different fields. So growing up, I was really, really just inspired and motivated to take up any type of engineering. It didn't really matter to me what kind. It's just because I wanted to be so much like my parents, so much like my older brother and my sister because mm-hmm. how how can you go wrong with engineering you know like it's a technical field but you can go into so many different industries like business and uh-huh. it just equips you with so much yeah mm-hmm. so um right now um i'm actually the chief operating officer of kaiser innovation so again edward was just recently on the show he's our ceo and co-founder so i met edward in the asian institute of management during our master's degree program in aim we're actually part of the pioneering batch of graduates from the Masters of Science in Innovation Business Program from the Asian Institute of Management. It's the first program to be opened up to the MS degree in AIM. So we, we're more or less being equipped with the, with the business acumen for technical graduates, like in, engineers, scientists, economists, mathematicians, and the like. So it was very interesting to spend the whole year um, with different types of people from different engineering backgrounds, different fields, with different technical backgrounds, learning how to become businessmen, learning how to make our own startups and ideas into profitable businesses. Yeah, and, and shout out to Edward, uh, by the way, because we had a great uh, episode as well. And and yes. that's really a cool and fun conversation with Edward. So, Catherine, so I, I'm just curious. No? I, I, basically, a lot of Filipinos, you know, uh, I think, uh, there's a lot of Filipinos don't know yet what is a startup and what yeah. what are you doing in regards with Kaiser Innovation? Can you share a little bit about the the things that you are doing as a CEO? COO, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> sure, um, definitely. So as CEO of Kaiser Innovations, I handle day-to-day operations, the nitty-gritty stuff. So I also help along with business development. Right now, I'm handling our startup called StudyPay. So StudyPay is one of mm-hmm. the first um, startups under Kaiser Innovation. It was funded w- along with another of our startups and it focuses on educational and entertainment toys for kids here in the Philippines. So what I do for StudyPay is I find ways to design, create, and distribute different types of educational toys specifically for the Filipino market because we see that there's a gap between how other kids learn from in Western countries versus here in the Philippines because they have access to so many different types of educational toys. But here in the Philippines, the usual educational toys you see are the usual like building building blocks or mm-hmm. the usual musical toys and whatnot. So it's not really nothing new. 
within a, in the aspect of when you go to a toy store, you see action figures. When you go to a toy store, you see cards, playing cards. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see toys that can actually stimulate uh, a child's mind. So that's why we actually just released our first line of toys in December. It's called the Air Doodle. So the Air Doodle is a 3D printing pen. It uses 3D printing technology. So more or less, it's like a whiteboard marker, but it uses the mechanism of a glue gun. So you can actually draw in three-dimensional perspective of anything that you want to draw. So our air doodle actually comes with a stencil. Yeah. So the stencil is actually for beginners. So those kids that they don't know yet how to draw, they just trace our stencil. They, They get a better grasp of how to draw in one dimensional and then they can start experimenting by making angles and changing perspectives and then they can make 3D toys. We even had one of our um, director of sales, Josh, he even made a robot out of the air doodle and it's so amazing when people say, wow, you can make that. Yeah, it's just (laughs) so easy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And I'm just wondering, what's the, you know, uh, what are the structure of the toy? How do you... How do you uh, create it or design it? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, well, actually, 3D printing technology isn't really new. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in, the concept is it's, it's novel, but it's not really... Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that's quite different to be introduced as a toy and as a, uh-huh. learning, mm-hmm. as a learning tool. So looking looking at that, we, we decided to make... Well, we also have a startup called Kaiser 3D. So we do 3D printing services. So we thought, why not introduce 3D printing technology to kids as well? Because it's the perfect way to stimulate their creativity. It's the perfect way to get them learning about how to make different structures. Like, okay, you're, you can be artistic, but then at the same time, you can start learning about structures like the weight and the foundation on the bottom, drawing upwards. So the Air Doodle is a 3D pen starter kit. So we designed it to allow kids to draw three-dimensional objects rather than the normal 2D drawings or pens and crayons. So we have different colors. And so, again, it's like a glue gun where we have filaments, the doodle filaments that you insert into the pen. It heats it up inside the pen and then you can start drawing using a plastic malleable filament. So you, you can imagine yeah, the, wildest, yeah. mm-hmm. the wildest imaginations of some kids. So, so it's yeah. just so amazing because yeah. me, I have actually limited yeah. artistic skills. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I be drawing maybe if i had my own <laughs> as a kid maybe i would know how to draw something better by now <laughs> yeah i can i can imagine now that you you're basically you have a 3d printer in your hand if that's yeah. makes sense right so uh, as a as a as a children or as a kid i think that's really yeah. really amazing to do that and uh, like like what Catherine said if you like to draw a, a 3d art or a 3d Thing or stuff that you would like that's pretty cool and um uh, if you if we go back at in in your in your experience on yeah. uh, building this startup uh called uh, study play can you share what's the idea behind it I, I think a lot of people are you know uh caught off in 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 uh, uh an innovative toys that we are using right now or we are yeah. uh bringing to our kids or our family right so can you share a, a little bit about that and how, how how what's the why behind it okay so um study play was actually conceptualized during our stay in eim it's actually edward who helped who co-founded study play along with another of our classmate john delmania so shout out to john um it it was our it was their capstone project that focused on 
creating a solution for kids here in the Philippines. So they wanted to equip kids and to help them start learning more of a backend. So learning won't be the first feature function of the toy. Uh-huh. It's more of, oh, I'm having fun. But then you realize, oh, shoot, I'm learning as well. So yeah. um, growing up, it's also like all the types of toys that our, uh, my parents used to buy for me or our parents used to buy like Legos. You wouldn't realize uh-huh. that you're learning how to make buildings or structures from just putting blocks together. Or there was even a time that we I had a Polly Pocket set and then it there was a with the Polly Pocket set that I learned how to use magnets because mm-hmm. in the set there was a magnet under Polly Pocket and I learned how things start moving and how things are built. So it's it's really an interesting concept because you're trying to help kids become the next batch or the next generation of innovators, the next generation of artists, and the next generation of engineers because we see that there's a lack of aid in child development because there, there's so much talk about alternative learning systems in the Philippines or in Asia or in the world actually. Mm-hmm. But you don't see many practices here in the Philippines. So we want to be the first movers to create that shift towards making the educational sector something more exciting and something more invigorating. That's how study play was conceptualized in the beginning and now we're trying to make that into a reality. Wow, th- th- I think that's really cool. And I, I think... Uh... Uh, a lot of people a lot of people are not re- real uh don't realize that we have uh, we are lack of uh, i think uh, we we know that we have a lack of uh, uh extracurricular activities in terms of our uh traditional education right so it, it, although we have k to 12 now i don't know hindi uh, ko or i don't know what's what's the curriculum on on, on that but I think uh, um, it's really cool how how you how you come up with the idea and how to how you would like to help uh, Filipinos to learn and create more and be innovative, right? So in in a simple manner, right? So as a kids or whatever. So uh, Kat, uh, if we go back in your journey, can you share what, what's your what's um, I think. Uh, uh, this this questions I I I ask Edward as well. What's what's uh, if we go back in your in your journey? What what is like to grow up as a as a you know as a Filipina growing as growing up in a developing country like Philippines? Can you share your experience? And I, I think a lot of people uh, don't re- don't recognize the power of creativity and how. And and I think if you share your journey uh, uh, compared to success and achievement, I think journey yeah. is the best way to give give them or walk through them on on your journey and your path, and, and uh, especially on your le- learnings. Can you share that to our TDLS audience? Yeah, definitely. So, um, growing up as a Filipina engineer in general, um, I think there is a stigma between. Um, as in me, I'm an industrial engineering graduate, so I'm not really the technical, technical type of engineer because people say that industrial engineers aren't as technical mm-hmm. as others. But then it serves as a way for me to be in the gray area. So it serves for me to learn more about business. It serves for me to learn more about technical things like how to work in a factory, how people do processes, how people make improvements on different things. And then you can see that improvements are made in so many innovative different ways. Like how now nowadays there's now hostels instead of hotels and basic accommodations or nowadays that there's so many different types of innovation with regards to kids. And nowadays they already know how to use apps mm-hmm. on the iPads. You see them actually, well, 
I prefer that they wouldn't be zombies on an iPad. That's why we have study play to have them as a with the yeah. physical. Yeah. So um, it's quite a challenge, I think, um, because here in the Philippines, the setting is not as and um, friendly for startups and uh-huh. for engineers. Because when you say that you're an engineer, you they always tell you, okay, so you work on this path, you work on a factory, you work on production, you you try to fit the norm. So there's a stigma that, okay, once you're an engineer, you have to do this. But once you're an engineer, you get a better grasp of how to be more effective and how to be more efficient in working. So in that sense, that's how we applied it here in Kesar, here in Study Play, because we want to make things more effective, efficient. We want to get things out faster to kids. We want to get our ideas um, on the fast track, on how to be able to release them as quick as we can in the most enticing, exciting way that we can, like our designs for the toys, our our technology behind it, because you can always say nothing is really new. Everything is an mm-hmm. improvement of what was there from before. And that's how I see it as an industrial engineering graduate and as a master's graduate from EIM. Because you can say that, yeah, there's mobile phones now. They have so many different features and functions. But mobile phones before, they just were for call and text. Now there's different types of communication. There's well, there's Zoom, right? There's there's yeah. podcasts. There's there's so many different ways to incorporate so many things into one piece of technology or one piece of just a tool. So the the journey as an engineer, the journey as an innovator is quite challenging because you're trying to find new ways to introduce uh-huh. new things or, or new ways to introduce old things, but in a way that will get people more excited about everything. Yeah, I, I think that's really valuable. And I guess uh, a lot of creatives or even though the, uh, uh, the engineers or, or computer science or techie guy, right? So they don't have the, the capabilities to do business or create or uh, create a profitable business, right? So, and w- one of the things that, uh, uh, or one of the reasons why I do the, the podcast is, you know, to, broaden uh, my perspectives as well in terms of business yeah. right so and as a computer science graduate or com- uh, I, I i find myself uh, uh, you know in a box where you know just you're a computer science go create a code or write whatever right so i, I think uh, there's a lot yes, of exactly. possibilities so that's, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes totally because that's why well here in study play we we use the toys as avenues, opportunities, and channels uh-huh. to have people learning more about things. And it's not just toys for kids or it's not just the air doodle. It's something like infrared sensors, motion detectors, uh-huh. electronics, and circuits. We want to make that all exciting yeah. and package it in a way that's enticing to get kids to start uh-huh. enjoying learning at the same time. So imagine growing up where you had all of these to- like my dad during his time that he had a wheel and a stick and he'd be so happy because he learned that the uh-huh. the motion or the momentum would start making it move. And nowadays, you start learning about it. Now there's batteries. Now there's uh, mechanisms that you pull back and it starts going a certain distance. So there's so many different ways to learn about things. And that's why I'm just so excited to talk about um, study play in general. Yeah. And yeah, our journey because, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, 
Uh, I'm just curious, right? So speaking of the challenges uh, growing up as a Filipina engineer or as a innovative, uh, you know, you have a lot of ideas growing up. Yeah. How do you how do you overcome those stra- struggles or challenges? Uh, living in a conventional country, so to speak, right? So uh, <laughs> while while you know uh, uh, going into an unconventional path, can you share what's what's your take on that? I think um, for me, what worked because growing up, my family is very conventional and they see the norm because, again, we're all engineering uh-huh. graduates. So they, they know more or less the path that should be taken versus, okay, what's dangerous and what's not. So when I told them that I wanted to, to join a startup, to start with Edward, um, they were quite hesitant because they said, no, you should be working in corporate. So mm-hmm. you should really surround yourself with people who try to um, who, who support you and who see the vision that you have. So during my my journey beforehand, I, I took a lot of time showing them what kind of visions that I had and how the type of colleagues that I worked with because it's very important to surround yourself with the right people because, again, a lot of people will criticize you. A lot of people will tell mm-hmm. you negative things about your idea. And again and again, what's really important is for you to be resilient because so many people will have so many things to say, but if you, the moment that you start iterating and improving on your idea and executing it in a sense that, okay, we're getting somewhere, then they start seeing, wow, so it is possible. So there is really no hindrance. Like you're in that box, but you're opening it up and you're adding yeah. things to the side. You're mm-hmm. adding whatever resources you have to make a house or, or a mansion out of that small box of yours. Yeah, 100%. And that's really cool, right? So I think that's really valuable yeah. for aspiring uh, innovators or uh, aspiring engineers that uh, you, you, there, there's a lot of possibilities, especially we have uh, a lot of great technologies right now. If you just think out of the box, like Kat said, uh, you, you will find uh, a really, really good solution for uh, even though in a big problem or small problem, that's really helpful, right? So uh yeah yeah cat uh, that's really cool and uh if you if you you know uh if you talk about study play uh play how 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 do you you know introduce it to investor or to someone right it's i think it's 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 hard uh, especially for for engineers right so they they don't uh uh, if, uh, for me, uh, as a computer science graduate, I, I do code design or whatever, but I can't uh, back then. I can't uh, I can't present it to someone, right? So it's 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 a little bit uh, sh- uh, shady on my part, or I, I can't do that, right? So it's it's yeah. like that. Uh, we have a lot of gap on on that on that thing. How do you that? It's that it's that internal, or do you have any coach, or do you have any books um, that? Have you read before? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's it's very useful the fact that we have a master's background because that master's background allowed us to prepare for everything that we need to present for the investors, the different stakeholders, and different partners that we have in study play. So with that, we created our business model. We created slowly the idea. We worked up to the point that, okay, we have this idea. We have these designs. So how can we make it profitable? How can we make uh-huh. it sustainable? How often do we need to have crazy new wild ideas for different types of toys? And when would be the best time to start introducing it or releasing it? And how would it be best to start introducing and releasing it? So right now, um, with Study Play, we're 
we're trying to make our way into different brick and mortar stores. Hopefully, we want you, we want people uh-huh. to see our air doodle or our pop pugs in, on the shelf because there's no better way for Filipinos specifically because you know um, Toys R Us is dead in the U.S. and in other Western countries, but here in the Philippines, our culture is so different that you have to physically touch the toy, you have to physically see how it mm-hmm. moves and how it works because there's no better experience than seeing a kid or seeing a toy. And thinking, oh my gosh, my kid would love to play with this. Because yeah. in all reality, you're still a kid at heart. So you would want to <laughs> play with it with your kid. And you want to you wanna just interact yes. with your kid and bond over that one toy and learn so much about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think if, if, we, if our listeners or people enjoyed uh, uh, playing Lego, I think they will... Uh, they will probably uh, enjoy playing this as well, right? So, and I, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, I love, uh, a lot of, uh, I think I'm, I'm really a fan of Lego as well. And, you know, doing 3D stuff or whatever it is, right? So it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, before we, we, we wrap up the show, so I just have a few more questions for you, uh, uh, Kat, so uh, as a CEO of uh, Kizar Innovation and uh, doing uh, doing the study play uh, under the banner of Kizar, uh, is is there any uh, productivity tools that you are using or management tools? I, I think uh, a lot of creatives are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or I, I don't know, uh, a lot of Filipinos are not really uh, don't have the 360 full view of their. Yeah. day or whatever if if you have any suggestion how to be more productive what's your take on that um well there are a few things that we use here in Kazar that helps us be more productive um one with regards to communication is something that our our my colleague is very fond of it's called mail merge so you're able to monitor mm-hmm. everything on how you communicate whether you see that the person was able to uh, see your message and how like when you know how to follow up so it's easier to send out emails like that but with regards to study play and designing toys i think it's really best if you know how to use any designing software whatsoever like katia or autocad anything that helps you sketch your idea and i think one of the most basic tools that others can start trying out is i think sketchup it's very basic Mm -hmm. so it's also a free download you can just check it out and you can they're already pre-made templates on how to make different types of shapes objects how to carve out things so it helps you, uh, well, maybe that's our toy, us millennials being digital and being <laughs> always on our computer, you know, you're carving out different things, designing things, looking at what's already there and how you can improve it. So SketchUp really helps because you can start designing mechanisms, putting things together. That's actually how we started out making um, Kizar uh, um, study place first few toys because we wanted to make it everything 3D printed and the like because we wanted to find different ways to innovate the toy industry and how to manufacture it and how to design it. And we saw that piece by piece, putting things together on SketchUp or on Katia, uh, the 3D modeling software, it helped a lot because it helped us use our industrial, uh, our engineering background because um, every engineering course more or less has design curriculums or classes, but we just aren't able to use it. So Imagine if we just had an Airdudo, you can draw. It's base, It's so basic, you can hand draw it or have it as your very rough prototype. So um, those are just the basic tools that we use right now. And um, my, fav- my favorite 
tool right now uh-huh. is actually PowerPoint because uh-huh. um, Edward is such a huge fan of PowerPoint. He showed me how to design on it. How he, showed, he showed me how to use it instead of Photoshop because it's super yeah. friendly for all types of users, especially if you're beginning on how to edit things. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I think uh, we should have a PowerPoint designer, right? So presentation designer here in the Philippines as well, right? That's really useful as well for presenting ideas, right? So that's really cool. And thank you so much, Kat, for sharing that. I'm just wondering, what's your, I I mean, how do you design your day? What's your routine? Do you have any routine or in particular? I think uh, uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, engineers are do you have a systemized process on how do you uh, uh are, do you wake up at 5 a.m and something <laughs> like that is, is it is it specific right so or do you have any anything that uh that um, you can share well i think it's really best to wake up early anytime any and any, mm-hmm. any day because you start your day early you start internalizing okay these are the things that i have to do so my routine is more or less i wake up around 5 or 6 a.m mm-hmm. i start preparing for my day like what kind of things will i need to bring to the office do i have meetings today do i have things to present or things to design um as an industrial engineer again um i use this thing that's called the kanban system so it helps me mm-hmm. visualize everything so it's like a progress report in right in front of me so it it uses more or less um for me, I just use Post-its. That's my simple Kanban system. Mm-hmm. So my Post-it is the things I have to do today, the things that I'm already doing, the things that I'm done with. Because it's so fulfilling to see what's in front of you. Okay, um, it's so easy to see. Um, everything's in front of you. You realize when you look up from, from my PC that, oh my gosh, okay, I have to finish this by today. It's due at this time. And then I move it to the side when I'm done. And mm-hmm. then, wow, I already co- fulfilled yeah. and accomplished so much in one day. You don't really realize when you're in the momentum and it's best to take short breaks around the 5 to 15 minute break every two hours or so because you know it's so hard to stay in a chair the whole day you might as well move around every now and then to get the blood flowing to get some energy into you yeah yeah 100 percent. that's really cool cat thank you so much for sharing that and i think uh, uh that's really valuable for aspiring engineers or aspiring creatives that you know uh get stuck or in a lot of rabbit holes nowadays yeah. especially nowadays right there's a lot of <laughs> rabbit holes are going yes, on right it's so, so easy to burn out nowadays yeah <laughs> that's really cool thank you for thank you for for sharing that uh cat so uh, before we wrap up the show and send them to your links or to to the best channels that they can reach you out, what's what's your what's your vision for Study Play? Can you share uh, if we if we talk uh, talk if we are talking now? Uh, it's it's April twenty three, and then uh, one year from now, what's what's your vision for Study Play? Can you share your can you share that for TDLS audience? Well, right. My vision for Study Play is really to distribute, design, and create toys that will incline kids to learn more about art, engineering, architecture, and so many different fields. Because learning isn't really necessarily focused or fixated on one type of industry like engineering. No, it's also about art. Because um, educational toys aren't accessible due to high costs. That's why. We're an edtech company, but you don't see that many nowadays in the Philippines. So we want to be the edtech company that allows kids to start being more excited to learn more about toys. And with that, I'm very excited to begin our journey in the eduk sector by tying up and holding school tours. 
this 2019 actually we're getting ready to hold school tours wow. and start and to start setting up in brick and mortar toys toy stores as well. So we just really want to be able to promote and aid child development because there are also a lot of booming schools, preschools, primary schools, and the K to 12 movement that really want to incorporate and instill the the learning alternative learning systems with the study play toys. So right now we have the Air Doodle, the 3D printing pen, and we also just released our Bop Bugs during the one-year anniversary. So the Bop Bug is actually for toddlers aged three years and above. So as, as early as three years old, you can already have kids learning about motion detectors and infrared sensors, learning how to interact with other kids and toys, and then realizing, okay, so it knows when I'm going near the toy, it knows when I'm bopping it or squishing it, and and then it just gets your gets the kid excited to start learning. And then when you see your kid learning about infrared sensors and motion detectors at age three, you realize my kid is probably gonna be like a race car driver or or a kid who's starting to mm-hmm. go into robotics because we really want to enter into those fields. Na we're looking at programming instilled in toys, but we're also looking at how to teach kids more about circuits, how to teach kids more about um, interactive robotics and programming. Um, I mean, it's it's so important nowadays. Yeah. Everyone is always looking for someone in IT, for someone in software solutions, for someone who's able to design a new object for them, product design. And even in interior design schools, it's so important to see how one product is actually interacting with the user. So user experience, user interface mm-hmm. is not just limited to information tech, but it's also applicable quite to different types of toys and different types of products and tools. So with Study Play, we really want to be at the face na, okay, with Study Play, we'll start teaching kids how to use technology, how to start learning more about different types of innovations and start being the new line of innovators and generation of different types of scientists and artists and all the type of things. Uh, we just we just want to cater to kids of all ages and we're doing this to create the next generation of innovators no matter what kind of field or industry they may want to be in. Yeah, I think everyone is so creative, right? So it's yes. really cool. And I love the vision of, of, of you and that's really, really awesome. And uh, I I, for, I forgot to uh, ask this so before we wrap up the show and send them to your leaks. Uh, what's your best yeah. practical advice if you're just getting started? And what's your best practical practical advice for 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 you uh, as a you know as an engineer or as an innovator, especially for those Filipinos just as uh, or aspiring founders? Uh, can you share your best practical advice for them? Um. I think my best practice is never be afraid to iterate. So keep iterating, keep improving, even though, and when you get feedback from your colleagues, your peers, or even like different focus group discussions or surveys, never stop. So you always find a way to improve your product. So always find a way to make a synergy between different products of your old and new products. So that's why you're making different lines of toys. In the future, you have one vision where everything is connected because you want to be able to inculcate and make everything cohesive into one specific vision where everything fits, everything is helping your your users, everything was made for that specific goal and your mission and vision. So when you make your product, don't be afraid to keep adding or keep removing different features or functions. And when you're making your business model, don't be afraid to try out different markets, try out from mm-hmm. different user perspectives because Every input is super important. What matters, though, is 
in the end when you realize, okay, this is what I want to present and this is what I want to represent with my product. That's it. I, I think that's really valuable, right? So for yes. for those uh, for those uh, listeners, right? Uh, Kat, can can you share what's what's your best uh, best links that if they really interested to to know more about study play or to reach out with you and ask some questions? Can you share your links for them? Yeah, um, you can actually check out our Facebook page. We're under Kzar PH uh, Kzar Innovations. So. Um, www.fb.com backslash kzrph so you can check out all of our different toys every now and then we release some content of what type of toys or where we're going to pop up or what we have next in store like our sneak peeks for the new toys and then you can also check out our Shopee so www.shopee.ph backslash kzrph um, for our shop and then you can also check out the website so www.kzr.co backslash study play yeah that's it for for those who are listening uh, uh, I will surely put all the links on our show notes including the things or recommendations from Kat so if, you, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts or SoundCloud just scroll down and uh, that's uh, you can find all the links uh, on our show notes below alright uh, once again Kat thank you so much for uh, for dropping by on the podcast yes, thank you so much Jake yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's it's my pleasure to have you on the show and talk to you soon again next time. Thank you so much for having me, Jake Christ. All right. Bye. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Live Show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash tdls or go to thedesignliveshow.com. And you can find the donate button on the top to learn more on how you can support the show. And for some cool extra stuff, you can get an access to my private contents like AMAs where I take questions exclusively from Patreon subscribers. Or check out other stuff I made where I talk about essentialism, design, creativity, and business. I give a lot of value into this podcast that can't be seen anywhere else online. Again, that's patreon.com slash tdls. Thanks for listening to the show and talk to you guys again next week.